Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and we are back at it, back at it, back at it again. And let me tell you something. You know, we're coming off of a loss, but we got these Texans up next. We've got a team that's hungry. We've got a team that's ready. You know, we got a team that isn't very good, but if we don't take them seriously and we're not ready to go, you know, we'll, we, we'll, we'll get another loss. Plus, we got Zach Wilson returning as well, which I'm sure everyone is excited about. Uh, we're ready to go there, so we're going to see what we get out of this young kid. So let's go ahead and get into it. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. You can also catch your boy on Twitter as well, man. Catch your boy on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? It's Young J zero 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 again. Young J zero zero zero. That's where you can catch me. You can also catch the show's page as well at the Long Beach Joe, the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. That will bring your boy up. Go ahead and follow your boy. You know what I'm saying? Follow your boy. See what's up with me. See what's going on with me. See how I'm how I'm moving. Everything that I got going on as well. You know, come check me out. So you can go there as well. And as always, listen, I'm on iTunes too. iTunes, you know, Long Beach Joe Show. Go on there, you know, kick it with your boy. Go ahead and subscribe to the show, subscribe to the podcast there. And, uh, you know, leave me some feedback as well. Let me know what you folks think about what I'm doing here. Let me know what you folks think about the show and how I'm moving. Also, leave me some feedback as well. Five stars would be great if you could. Leave your boy a five-star right there, and let me know how you folks are feeling about some of the content that I'm putting out on here. So it's always greatly appreciated. Again, I want to thank everybody that does do that, uh, you know, that leaves me some feedback and let me know what they think about how the show's going. So, listen, it's time to get into it. It's time to talk Jets, man. We got, you know, Zach Wilson coming back, uh, you know, which is hype. We're all hyped about what's going on here. We got the Texans up next. We're coming off of a loss to the Dolphins, which sucked, you know, but – it is what it is. But now we got this young kid back in the fold, all right? Look, this game, I want to see the New York Jets go out there and allow his kid to play within the offense. We all know Zach Wilson was injured, you know, missed some time, about two to four weeks, they said initially, dealing with the PCL stuff. We thought that he would be back last week against the Dolphins, but he was not. Uh, so here we are now, you know, with him coming back against the Texans and, I'm looking at it and saying, let's ensure that we can call some plays here early to get this kid in rhythm, okay? Let's get him in rhythm, let's get him rolling, and let's allow him to work himself back into form, all right? Uh, We all know, again, you know, the Texans aren't the greatest team, they're not the greatest defense, but I want to see Zach Wilson play within the offense to be careful with the ball. Before he went out, we saw that he kind of struggled with, you know, ball placement, sometimes he would take chances, to do things that really he shouldn't be doing, uh, putting balls in places that he shouldn't be putting balls at. But, you know, maybe with the time sitting back, sitting down, being able to watch, uh, you know, Mike White and Josh Josh Johnson and even Joe Flacco go out there and kind of operate within the offense, maybe that's going to help him out. Maybe that's going to change things around, you know, so when he comes back he has a better idea of, you know, what's going on within the offense now. So, you know, 
uh, I'm, I'm really hoping to see that. I'm really excited to talk about it again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking live callers. You know what I'm saying? We're talking to everybody. Again, everybody that's on the line, please be patient. I just want to talk about this Texan game that we got coming up for a little bit. We also got some injuries as well. Michael Carter is going to be out uh, for this upcoming game. He, you know, he, was, he sprained his ankle in the last game, so he's going to be out about two to three weeks. So that's going to suck. But you're going to have to see these other young backs kind of step up and get, that, get themselves into the fold too. You know? So we're going to see who they're going to place. Are we going to see more of Ty Johnson? Here's a guy that we were excited about coming into this season. I hope that we can continue to see a little bit more out of him, especially, again, with Michael Carter being out. This is a guy that should get some carries. Tevin Coleman as well has really stepped up and ran the ball pretty solidly. So we'll see how they handle that back situation. But Michael Carter was a playmaker for us when he was out there, bro. Serious business. This guy, a young kid, really out there balling, playing extremely well, and then he goes down with his ankle injury, you know, can't wait to see him back. Hopefully he gets back quickly. It's a, it's a tough situation, but, you know, this was a kid that was really putting on for us and really having a very good season, uh, not just, you know, carrying the ball, but also catching the ball coming out the backfield, you know. So this kid, it was exciting to see, so we'll see him when he gets back. Uh, the Jets are also dealing with other situations at the QB position as well, particularly the backup quarterback situation. Joe Flacco and Mike White are dealing with, you know, we're on YouTube. <laughs> They're dealing with the reason why we wear a mask. <laughs> As we all know, you know, why we're a mask and what's going on out in the world. Don't want to go too far because you know how YouTube does. But they're dealing with the reason why we wear a mask. So they're uh, going to be missing the Texan situation as well. So they've been put on that list. Uh, so we'll see, you know, what happens when they get back. But, again, Josh Johnson is going to be the backup for this upcoming game. Uh, you know, so, you know, this is going to be a game. Again, I know a lot of Jets fans are some, you know, I've gone back and forth with a lot of people, and they're feeling very very hyped about this game. They're feeling very confident and excited. And I understand that, but I'm, I'm confident, but I'm not cocky. This is a team in the Houston Texans that just came off of beating uh, the Tennessee Titans. They had four interceptions in that game, and they were able to muster enough offense to, you know, beat the Titans, who's a very solid team in this league. Yes, their offense, you know, is ranked 32nd. Yes, their defense is ranked 30th, but this is kind of any Sunday, and things can happen. So you got to make sure that you're out there ready to go. Uh, you know, so we've got to make sure that we can go out there and handle business. I'm looking at the defense as well, and I'm saying, hey, listen, this defense has struggled. We've seen it. We, they've struggled with penalties, uh, making bonehead penalties in critical times. We see them struggle rushing the passer as well. We must get pressure on Tyrod Taylor in this game. We must. Because not only can this guy, you know, he can still fling it from the pocket, but he's also a mobile guy. He can move around. So we've got to take care of that stuff, man. We can't let this guy extend plays with his feet. We can't let this guy run around out there and, and do stuff, especially, you know, we see him rushing for TDs. I think he had two rushing TDs last week. You know, you've got to make sure that we can clamp that up. You also look at their running back situation as well. they got Rex Burkhead, David Johnson. These are guys that can come out the backfield and catch the football. We've seen how the New York Jets have struggled, you know, week in and week out with, with running backs coming out the backfield. So we've got to make sure that we deal up this situation. And this secondary might be tested as well. Uh, they got some decent wide receivers. Brandon Cooks is a guy that we've seen make plays around this league. So I'm expecting, you know, Bryce Hall, if he's on his side, to, uh, you know, handle business over there. And also I want to see if Seller is going to make the adjustment. Because, again, we've seen when we face other teams that are targeting us, you know, that, that want to stay away from certain things, is he going to make the adjustments? If Cook is going off but he's on the other side, will you give your cornerback help? You know, so these are all questions that we've got to ask. 
Um, so I want to see this week what Sullivan's going to do. And Sullivan's got to manage this game better as well because last week against the Dolphins, you know, he had some hiccups. He blew through timeouts. There was a lot of bad game management situations. They've got to clean those things up going forward. They've got to. They also got Nico Collins and Chris Conley, you know, guys that can move. Conley is a guy they move around. He can come out the slot. He can handle things. We've got to make sure that we are up to task. We must make sure we're up to task. Again, I know a lot of Jets fans are very confident. They're thinking we're just going to absolutely blow them away. But you also got to think that we're going on the road as well. The New York Jets have not won a game on the road all season. All season. So, again, we're looking at Sullivan and we're saying to ourselves, can he have this team prepared to go on the road and beat the Texans? Are they going to go in there and sleepwalk? These are all questions that we've got to ask. These are all questions that we've got to ask. So we're going to get to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Salute to Anthony Rosas saying, hey, you're the best, man. Keep up the good work. I got you on Twitter. And, of course, there's salutes to you, man. Thank you so much. I want to thank all the savages in the chat, all of them. You know what I'm saying? Going off all the time. And we're going to get to everybody, so please be patient. First guy I'm going to, uh, it's my guy, 818. 818, we're coming directly to you. Salute to you. Listen, we're talking Jets, Texans. We're talking this game that we got coming up. Give me your thoughts, Jacob, on this situation. How are you doing today, my friend? Hey, I'm good. Could you hold on just one sec? Sorry about that. No, no. Go ahead, man. Give, give, me, give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson is returning, right? We're looking at the situation right now. He's coming back into the situation now. We've all been hyped. We've all been, you know, waiting for him to go. Every Jet fan has been like, hey, what's happening? You know, while he's been kind of sitting back, dealing with the injury. So give me your thoughts about him, man. What are your thoughts about him coming back? And do you think he'll be able to work himself back into the fold? Yeah, I'm really excited to watch him come back because obviously we've been anticipating it for a while. It's been four weeks now. And um, I got to say, though, the quarterback play hasn't been too terrible outside of that game against the Bills, um, which I think we all probably would have thought it would have been pretty bad. And um, I think – Yeah. Sorry, Joe, one sec. No, I'll just come back. Okay. Okay. Jacob, are you there? Well, sorry about sorry about that, Joe. Um, yeah, so ahead. I think obviously the quarterback play has been pretty solid while Zach Wilson was gone, but obviously you got to get your rookie to snap, and hopefully he can just limit the turnovers and just really prove to us why he's been the second overall pick. And I think we've seen flashes of it in certain games, but he's got to stay consistent. I think that's what we have to be looking forward to most. Okay, okay. So when you look at the situation now with Zach, and like you said as well, him coming back, do you think he'll be able to play within the offense? Because a lot of times before, you know, he, uh, you know we, we saw him really take chances, chuck the ball downfield, he wanted to excite. Do you think he'll fall back into that situation, you know, coming back now, wanting to excite, wanting to push the ball downfield, wanting to show fans why the New York Jets drafted him? I think he'll definitely take some of those shots downfield if they're there. Uh, but I'm really hoping that, you know, after being out for four weeks and everyone really being excited for him to come back, so hopefully I've learned a little bit from watching the veterans who have been out there play, that not every throw has to be a deep shot downfield for a touchdown, and that it's okay to take the check down. It's okay to take the little passes across the, uh, you know, across the middle. Just get the first downs and keep the drive moving. And I'm hoping 
he can really learn that and not go back to those same mistakes because it's okay to make a mistake, but what you want to avoid doing is obviously making the same mistake twice. And so we've moved on from those mistakes he's made in the first few weeks of the season, and now it's a new, fresh start, and hopefully he can change some of those ways of his old turnovers too. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at the situation as well with Michael Carter being out, I mean, this guy wasn't just, you know, one of the best backs, but he was also a guy that, you know, was a playmaker for us. What do you, who do you think is going to be able to step in and kind of fill that role? Are you looking more at seeing what Ty Johnson has to bring to the table? Do you think Tevin Coleman will be able to step up and be kind of our leading back? Who do you think fills that role as that, you know, offensive kind of energy, that jump start that we need? Yeah, it's really tough, and I think a lot of us are probably anticipating it to be Ty Johnson, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being Tevin Coleman because I think really even while Michael Carter has been, um, you know, healthy, it seems like Tevin Coleman's taken a lot more of the number two back, uh, you know, carries and stuff rather than Ty Johnson because I just think we know that Tevin Coleman has that veteran experience, and Ty Johnson, while he's been good at times, he does have some problems dropping the ball, and we've seen that in some of these recent games. And so I think especially with a guy like Zach Wilson coming back who's a rookie, you've got to give him the most reliable people out there. And I think as of right now, Tevin Coleman is more reliable than uh, Ty Johnson. And to really boost Zach Wilson's confidence, you can't have people out there dropping the open passes when they're there. And so I think we're going to yeah. roll with Coleman for a little bit. Okay. Okay. What are your thoughts about Elijah Moore going into this game? Do you think he'll be able to continue to, you know, show us what he's got to continue to shine, you know, the way he's been shining so far? Man, I've been so excited to watch him play. He's just been such a joy to watch. And he's turning into one of my favorite players on the team. And I think really we've sort of figured out how to utilize him a little bit better. And it's been paying dividends for us. And so if he can just go out there, do his thing, not be too concerned with, you know, getting the ball every time and just, you know, run routes freely like he's been doing, I think he'll thrive in this offense even more. And so, obviously, the chemistry between him and Zach Wilson was great during training camp, and it wasn't as great uh, since Zach Wilson's been playing this season. But, you know, if we can build that chemistry up, and if he can have that chemistry that quickly with guys like Mike White and Joe Flacco, and everyone claims Zach Wilson to be a guy who's just like a, a, genera- a generational talent in some sorts. If we can get that type of chemistry to build, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at us defensively, because, again, we've had some struggles uh, defensively, you know, this season, do you think we'll be able to get some pass rush on Tyrod Taylor? Because that's been a big question for us facing a lot of uh, quarterbacks coming up against this season. Hell, we didn't get much, you know, too much on Tua, and we saw what he was able to do. Do you think that we'll, you know, be able to get to Tyrod to get some sacks? Uh, I hope so, but I think really you got to design your defense around the quarterback's weaknesses and really make him, you know, do things he's not comfortable with. And one of the things Tyrod Taylor is very good at is scrambling outside the pocket. And so, you know, with guys in the past, like, uh, who have been uh, playing in the past few weeks, like Tua, He's not the most mobile guy. Carson wants his turnover prone when he's on the move. Um, if we can really figure out, you know, how to get a QB spy in there and make Tyrod Taylor stay in the pocket, I think we should be set up for some success because I think that's what he does worst. I think being on the move and being able to run freely, he's a much better quarterback mm-hmm. than when he's forced to stay in the pocket. And so I think it's really going to come down to can the corners do a good enough job staying patient, locking onto their guys, 
and I think the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, yeah. Now, one of the things that, and you brought up a great point, is looking at our secondary, you know, will we be able to lock into our guys? I'm also looking to see if Sella's going to make the defensive adjustments because we've seen in the past where we had corners that were struggling and he wouldn't kind of slant his coverages to either give him help or anything. It was, hey, I'm going to keep playing because that's what it is. I mean, do you think that in this game, say a guy like Brandon Cook starts to go off, do you think that Sella will make the adjustments to help those corners out so they won't get left out there on the island? Yeah, we just need to run into – I'm sorry. We just need to make sure we don't run into the situations of Brandon Cook's downfield one-on-one, you know, with a rookie corner because he's probably going to burn them. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. And uh, ultimately the way to stop that is by playing deep zones. Um, you know, so I think hopefully Robert Sala realizes that. And, um, you know, as long as we can make sure we don't play too much press man coverage on him, I think we should do a pretty good job of slowing down because it's not always just completely shutting down the number one guy. A lot of the times it's just slowing them down too, which can really help. So hopefully we can get that done. Yeah. How concerned are you about the New York Jets committing those bonehead penalties that we've seen them commit on a weekly basis, man? How worried about you? How worried are you about that happening? Yeah, it's definitely a little bit of a concern because it seems like they always come at like the worst times. But, you know, in our defense, some of those rough in the past that we've had have been pretty awful calls, and it's not always in our control, it seems like. And so we just need to really make sure that what is in our control, we win. And what's in our control is limiting the turnovers, staying to our guys on defense, creating some sort of pressure, and just making smart plays. And so that really falls under the category of making smart plays. And, you know, if we can just – limit the penalties that we can control, which are like the holding on the offensive line, pass interference when the ball is uncatchable, I think we should be pretty good. Okay. Okay. So when you look at the situation, Jacob, I want you to give me this my final question before I let you go. Give me your final score prediction, man. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up? There's a lot of Jets fans that are super confident. Are you as confident as well? Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I think it's going to be a slow start for sure because – Zach Wilson's not going to want to be the, you know, super aggressive guy he was in the past because he's going to want to limit the turnovers and he realizes how costly they can be. And so I see it being a little bit more of a, you know, a low-scoring game. And I'm going to give us a 23-14 to 14 win. Okay, 23-14 to 14 win. That's what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> All right, Jacob, I got to get to these lines, man. You have yourself a good night, my friend. All right, you too. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, same to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, man. Listen, I'm telling you, there's a lot of Jets fans that are confident. I understand it. But, again, we're going on the road. We're going on the road, and we have not won a game on the road all season. I need to see some things, particularly from this coaching staff. I need to see if if Sella is going to make the proper adjustments when things start to fall apart. Can he make those proper in-game adjustments so things don't slide completely off of the rails, particularly defensively? Can you do that? Can you handle that? Can you be a guy that's going to step up? I also want to see if Mike LaFleur is going to have some package of plays that's going to allow Zach Wilson to get the ball out of his hands easy, quickly, early, so that we can get some, you know, start building his confidence, get some success rolling, get something going early so that this kid will start to build that rhythm and momentum. You also got to wonder about Zach's, 
you know, kind of his chemistry with the with these wide receivers. They've been, you know, sitting back for a little bit. He hasn't been out there in live field action. Can he get that chemistry built back up quickly? It's a lot of questions. That's a lot of questions. I need to see Zach Wilson lead a scoring drive in the first quarter. I need to see it, you know. A lot of questions to talk about, but I'm extremely excited to have this young kid back. This is our future. So we're going to see what happens going forward. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. If you'd like to support the stream, please do hit the super chat any way that you can. Whatever you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. If you don't want to hit the super chat, you can hit my cash app, which is at the bottom of the screen. You know, you give to my cash app. Again, whatever you give is greatly appreciated. All give this, always give the stream a thumbs up, please. And subscribe if you have not subscribed, okay? Please subscribe if you have not subscribed. And share the stream with your friends and family as well. Always, you know, love going back and forth with new people and running into different people and getting everybody's thoughts. So we're going to continue to go to the lines again, 515 is the number. Call in. Next, we're going to my guy, Colin. Colin, we're coming directly to you, okay? Colin's always got some takes, let me tell you. So salute to you, Colin. I want to thank you for calling in today. Colin, give me your thoughts about this upcoming game with the Texans, man. Zach Wilson is back. How hyped are you about this? Hey, Joe. Good night, buddy. What's um, going on, man? How's everything going with you? Every, everything is good. Um, not a not a loss that we have to deal with. <laughs> um, mm. I, I definitely <laughs> saw that after the game. You 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 were heated. You were very heated after yeah. that game. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just like anyone else, right? Um, mm-hmm. but you know, this, this game coming up, you know, I, I, I'm going to say now, um, I, I don't think I'm going to have these guys win in any games <clears throat> until I actually see, you know, like all, you know, they're firing on all cylinders right now. And right now they're not doing that. So, um, okay. this upcoming against Tyra Taylor, you know, they just, they just beat the Titans. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jets are going on the road, and I don't have them winning this game. I think there's still wow. a lot of okay. pieces they need to fix. Um, mm-hmm. There's still a lot, a lot of things that need to be fixed with with the team. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I can't I can't give them a win this week. Okay, I, I so, so let's let, but, and, and I hear you, but let's break into that with Zach Wilson coming back. I see you say you can't give a win. What are your expectations of Zach Wilson in his game? Do you think he's going to come back and struggle? Do you think he'll come back and, you know, not just be enough? What, what do you think his performance is going to look like? They, 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 there's definitely going to be struggles there. He's not just going to come back from being out, you know, four weeks and watching mm-hmm. these guys play and all of a sudden he, 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 he's going to be like a complete new player. He's, you know, Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson. It's just going to be a matter of if he if he's able to apply some of the knowledge that he saw, you know, from the other guys, and mm-hmm. take take the check down like he should. Um, but you know, he he he's he's built to throw the ball, right down the field. That's why we drafted him. That's what we were excited about. That's all we mm-hmm. talked about when we drafted him. So, you know, it, it'll just be a matter of time when he goes back to. Being Zach Wilson, um, mm. 
then, you know, that, that, that that's not going to change much. He, he's not all of a sudden going to be, become Mac Jones, right? That's, mm. that's not who we drafted. Yeah, but I, yeah, and I, and I, and I, listen, I hear what you're saying, Colin, but again, I think a lot of people, when they look at Mac Jones, they're forgetting what, you know, is going on with Mac Jones there with the Patriots. He's unbelievably well coached. They fit him within the scheme. They make sure, you know, that the game plan is, is kind of measured around him to make sure that the, it, it, he'll excel at what he does well. They keep him away from certain situations. And that leads me to my next question for you because I'm looking at this situation here and I'm saying, okay, Mac Jones has that over there with the Patriots. Now, Mike LaFleur, can you put together a game plan? Again, we're going on the road to the Texans. Can you put together a game plan that's going to allow Zach Wilson to do what he does well? Do you think LaFleur is going to have a package of plays together that will help him get in rhythm early so that he can, you know, start to feel the flow and really get confident early and work within that kind of heat? Yeah, I, I mean, I, look, the, the team's been scoring points, right? We've been putting up points. Um, we've, we've had games where we could have won. We could have won last week. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, it's, it takes an entire team to win a game especially now in this league. And, you know, the offense might look good, the defense sucks. The, the defense look good, the offense sucks. So, you know, Sal has got to find a way to get everyone on the same page. Um, penalties, every, you know, all the mistakes being made. Um, so I think there's still a lot to learn. So for them to just come out this week and all of a sudden be like, you know, this winning team, um mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Um, okay, okay. And Tyra, Tyra Taylor is an experienced quarterback, right? So, you know, he, you know, if he, if you want to match quarterbacks to quarterbacks, right now Tyra Taylor would be the edge over Zach Wilson. You know, Zach Wilson. Well, in a couple of years, uh, yeah, he'd probably but, be a better quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I look, listen, Colin. I hear you, but I, I just think that you know, again. Uh, if this if they can get Zach rolling early again, we've seen a lot of great things from Zach. You go back to that Titans game where he was able to get outside the pocket and make moves. I think that if they can get him in rhythm early, especially with him having the time to really sit back, gather, and really see how the offense you know could be ran from the different quarterbacks that we've had out there since he's been injured. Right, Mike White came out and did a lot of the boring things that they were begging Zach to do before he went down with that PCL injury. A lot of dink and dunk stuff. But also, you know, Mike was able to hit some some intermediate throws as well. Well, Zach Wilson, and again, he's a young quarterback still trying to find his way. He's got unbelievable arm talent, unbelievable arm strength. We talk about that. We talked about that before he got drafted. That was one of the reasons everybody was so excited. He can push the ball downfield. So if he does those simple things, the boring stuff, that will open up, you know, where he wants to go, which is chucking the ball downfield, playing fast. But he's got to do the simple stuff first to kind of lull the defense into a certain, you know, kind of security and then really take advantage of some of the other things that they'll give him further down the field, trying to shut down some of the underneath stuff. So I hear where you're coming from, though, Colin. I hear you. So my last question for you is uh, – go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and and that's the thing that concerns me because, you know, we're we're, going to now try to teach this quarterback – you know, to throw all the short passes first and, you know, wait for the open passes. Um, and the question is going to be, once he's on the field, right, 
is he going to actually be able to apply what you know we're trying to get him to do, or mm. after a couple of you know a couple of bad plays, you know he's going to start you know looking down the field again and going back to Zach Wilson, you know. So mm-hmm. that's that's the part we have to wait to see. Um, I don't th- mm. I don't think you're going to see I don't think you're going to see major changes if he starts against the Texans. Okay. I think that's going to okay. be something he has to develop. He will have to develop mm. that over time. It's not, it's not going to happen in in the first game back from you know being four weeks off. Yeah. So how concerned are you about uh, the New York Jets costing themselves with bonehead penalties, man? We saw it last week against the Dolphins where the rough in the passer stuff, which was ridiculous. John Franklin Myers should have never gotten into that situation. The holding call on Pinnock helping to extend drives, but we've seen this all season as well. How worried about you, how worried are you about that continuing to go into this week against the Texans Texans and possibly costing us? Well, you see, that's the thing, right? So that's that's where Robert Salah is going to have to put his foot down and, you know, discipline these guys. And this is what I was relating to you back a couple of weeks ago. You you can't you can't be a head coach and just be like a coach that praises your players all the time. We see it in the in the public, right? High five mm-hmm. everything. When these guys make mistakes, well, guess what? You got to sit them down and you got to let them know. If you got, you know, Bel- Belichick will bench you if you made too many mistakes. Mm-hmm. And That's this a is fact. a message that. Salah has to send this message to these guys. Hey, you know, I'm a player's coach, but at the same time, I have a job to do. And if you're not going to do yours the way I want you to do it, you know, you're going to have to take the hot seat. <laughs> he's he's, he's yeah. got to make make sure that message is clear to mm-hmm. you know his his, his um his players. So yeah. it, it it it's going to take a lot of you know learning from everyone. To, to get on the same page on um, the penalties, you know, the, the rookies making the penalties, I can understand that, but the veteran guys making the mistakes, that should be unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're talking fact, yeah. man. You're talking fact right there. So before I let you go, Colin, go ahead and give me your final score prediction, man. How do you think this game ends up? Uh, 23-17 Texans. Ooh, twenty three seventeen Texans. I respect it. The good thing with that Joe is yeah, the good thing is, you know, we'll probably get a top five pick when the season's over. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> man, honest, I love this honestly, man for their optimism okay. about getting that top my, five pick. My, my honest opinion, I, I give them <laughs> four four wins this season. I'm giving them two more wins. Okay. That's it. How how they get those two wins and I can't tell you right now, but I'll give them mm-hmm. two more wins for the remaining eight games that's left. Yeah. Okay. Well yeah. listen, I wanna thank yeah. you for calling in, Colin. You know, you gave us your take. You have yourself a good night, my friend. All right, Joe. Thank you. All right. Listen, Colin calling in, you know, he knows his jets. He knows his jets. We're gonna keep getting to these lines again. Five one five Six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. So those of you that are watching, wherever you're watching me from, please give the stream a thumbs up if you're on YouTube. Also, share the stream as well with your friends and family across your social media platforms. And if you have not subscribed, 
please subscribe, man. Please subscribe on YouTube. We do a lot of stuff over here. We have a lot of fun. You know, we talk a lot about these Jets, man, and we go back and forth with a lot of people. And also hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. You know what I'm saying? So please do that. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, CT. You already know how CT does. You know what I'm saying? CT knows his Jets. He knows his Jets through and through. Salutes to you, CT. I want to thank you for calling into the show tonight. CT, Zach is back, man. Zach is back. Give me your thoughts about his return against these Texans. Zach Attack is back, fellas. Let's go. Listen, our, our franchise quarterback is not injured anymore. That's a good thing, you know. Let's turn up. Let's let's be excited to get to see this guy out here perform before the end of, end of the season. You know, I wasn't. I was one of the people who was genuinely like, if he sat the rest of the season, I wouldn't be mad because I told you guys going into the season we weren't making the playoffs. You know, I thought we would do a little bit better than we are right now. Don't get me wrong. But we weren't going to make the playoffs, you know, even if they did better than this. It, there's just – they're just not – they don't get the talent yet. You know, so I just mm-hmm. want to see him improve and see him uh, progress as a quarterback. And uh, then he got injured. So I was like, all right, you know, he clearly um, needs some time. It wasn't like he was performing, like, out the freaking world before he got injured. So I was like, you know what, let this kid sit. Um, but I uh, but I see the excitement in the fan base, and I see the excitement in um, – you know our, our 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 team that we have an opportunity to get the get these young players some time and and grow and and that's what I'm looking for to seeing Zach do is just grow and learn from the mistakes. You know, I'm not saying that he's have to be perfect, but he has to learn mm-hmm. from his mistakes and continue to progress as a young quarterback in this league. You know, um, I I I just want him to take what the defense gives him. You know, and that's what the biggest lesson mm-hmm. is. I hope you watched Joe Flacco do that, Mike White. And if it's the big shot down the field, then take it, you know. But if it's the short pass in the, in the in the flat, take that as well, you know. And you got to make sure you throw it to the people's hands and not their feet. <laughs> so hopefully Zach yeah, got that yeah. figured out, you know. Yeah. So hopefully you got yeah, that figured yeah. during you know, uh, this time off, and and he'll do better this week. But um, you know, I'm excited. You know, I just want to I just want to see some plays this week, and I'll be happy. Yeah, look, I'm right there with you, and I, I'm looking at the situation, and I'm saying to myself, I think it's important to get Zach back in rhythm, get him some early and easy stuff just to get the ball out of his hands, get him rolling and get him confident. And that's my next question for you is, do you think LaFleur will be able to go out there and coach a game that helps Zach get in rhythm early? I call him press box LaFleur, boy. Press box LaFleur, Ken. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Press box LaFleur can make it happen, man. He's been a different offensive coordinator completely since he went up there. So um, I'm going to be interested in seeing how that plays out. The scheming has been super like creative and indifferent every single week. I think he's done a phenomenal job since uh, he went up to the box. Um, I honestly think he's he's kind of made, made like a 180 flip. Honestly, he's uh, gotten people open and – yeah, the way he's been getting Elijah Moore open, I think, has been super impressive. Like, like I told you last week, Elijah Moore is our number one receiver. I love Corey Davis. I know you're like, you're like, hey, you know, you need this, Corey Davis. You need that, Corey Davis. I hear you, bro, but there's Elijah mm-hmm. Moore, too. Elijah Moore mm-hmm. is something different, bro. So I'm mm-hmm. telling you, he's the number one option on this squad. Corey Davis, love the guy. But um, um, there are going to be some games where he gets off, and there should be some games where Elijah gets off, and that's a blessing for us Jets fans. Yeah. No, yeah, listen, Elijah Moore has been extremely impressive, you know, working out that slot, 
working around. We'll see, you know, where they put them. I know they move them around. We've seen them in jet sweeps as well. We've seen LaFleur put packages of plays together to help him, you know, just get the ball in his hands to try to make a play. So he's been very impressive, and I'm excited because he's getting – it's looking like he's turning into that guy that a lot of people were talking about this offseason. You know what I'm saying? We, in the preseason, there were so many people hyping, hyped about him. They were hyped about the Jets getting him. Hell, you had NFL players coming out talking about how great this young kid could be. So, exactly. you know, I'm excited, and I'm glad that, you know, he's, he's coming about now and he's really putting things together. But when you look at the, a part of this offense as well that we're kind of wondering about going into this Texan game, for me it's the offensive line. I'm looking and I'm saying, hey, wait a second. We just bit Greg Van Roten. Duvernay Tardif has been out there. What are your thoughts about this line, and do you think this line will be able to properly protect Zach Wilson? Uh, well, we got, you know, Greg Van Roten off the line this week. And, and I mean, LDT did a, did a better job, honestly. I think flat out he's done better. So he earned that, mm-hmm. that starter position. Um, and when it comes to the line, I know there's some injuries. But, um, you know, I, I think we have enough to see what Zach has, you know, in store. And, and, and that's all I need. They've been doing better as the year has gone on and getting chemistry. Um, but this is not like, you know, hey, you know, there's a lot of good offensive defensive linemen as well in this league. So it's not going to be every single game where they're just lights out. So I'm not expecting perfection from any squad, um, yeah. much less our offensive line, which needs some work. But um, I do believe that we should be able to protect Zach this week. And I think they know the, the urgency in protecting a recently injured rookie, and they're going to try to do their best. Hopefully, you know, they take it seriously and we have and, and nobody touches Zach this week, and that will be awesome because then I think Zach can really – we can get to really see what Zach, you know, has in store and how he can um, improve – how he improved from watching. You know, and it, it, I think it's going to be a big story going into Monday of how Zach had performed on Sunday, and I'm excited to see what happened. But more than anything on this offense, bro, what is going on with our kicking Man, like, our, we need a new kicker, I was man. Just about, like, I was that's what I'm worried about. I was going to get to it. Yeah, I was going to get to it. Listen, Amendola is awful. He's awful. <laughs> can we Can we seriously – I mean, we saw last week, right? I mean, he, he's just completely terrible. You know, I'm begging for him to keep his hands on the wheel as well. I've, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to talk about how garbage this guy is. Missed the 55-yarder, then misses the 40-yarder. He's had misses earlier this year as well. This guy is terrible. We must bring in some type of competition at some point. I've said it over and over and over again. Ever since we let go of Myers, ever since we literally gifted Seattle a kicker, guess what happened to us? We've been in the mist ever since. We haven't been able to find a guy that can stick with us. We haven't been able to de- de- depend on a kicker. Can we get a solid kicker in here finally? I know that, you know, it wasn't the biggest vote of confidence from Sulla talking about how, you know, they were frustrated with him and he let the kicks get into his head that he missed. But, I mean, it's insane. Amendola is awful, man. Give us your thoughts on him, man. Can you trust him going into this game against Texas? <laughs> Heck no, man. <laughs> Amendola, the best thing he did was that punt, like, in the first week. And from that mm-hmm. point, you know, it's been, um, it's been a disappointment. You know, um, we need to make these three-pointers. Like, like if we need – I mean, I said offense, but I'm at special teams. We need these three yeah. points. You know, when you get down there in red zone, we need those three points, especially with a young, growing team, just to give us a little bit of, um, you know, space and a little bit of flexibility when when the, our offense gets the, gets the ball. If we're down, you yeah. know, 
seven points is way different than being down 10 points or, you know, or 17, you know, like it's really um, vital that we get a kicker in this squad um, mm-hmm. off season or, or we bring one in free agency. Like I really do believe that's going to be key for this squad going forward and winning games. Uh, we could have won that game. Honestly, if we get more, a couple more kicks, if we don't get, if we get actually the calls where Elijah Moore's penalties are happening around him that are not getting called. There's a lot of, there were a lot of dumb mistakes last game, and we should have won that game against mm-hmm. Miami. I'm sorry, you know. But um, yeah. with that being said, the kicking position needs to be um, improved tremendously for us to get these victories. Yeah, yeah. And also, when you look at even going back to the offense with Michael Carter being out. What are your thoughts about that, man? How do you think that will affect the Jets running back position? Who do you think steps up in his absence? Because that guy was a big playmaker for us. True, true. Um, that's a big, that's a great question because um, he was just getting, like, going. Like, he he had his longest rush of the season in that game, too, and then he gets injured. So I felt really bad for him. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he comes back healthy. Right now, I would trust Kevin Coleman. He's been showing out a little bit. Whenever he gets the ball, he – he does do well with it. Um, give him that spot. He's a veteran, and I'm sure he wants to, you know, I'm sure he has pride in his game that he, like, takes pride in being the number one option. So let him go out there and prove it. You know, let him go out there and, and show why, you know, we, 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 we uh, brought him in, you know, and um, take this, take take the lead. I don't expect him to do what Michael Carter necessarily has done, but, I, but hey, if it, it, I'm not going to be surprised if he does because he's he's had games in this league in the past where he's, you know, broken free and gotten um, some had some big games, so it's not impossible. But we just yet to see it on the Jets. So um, the rushing game should be um, something that protects Zach, honestly, with this game. So I want to see some rushing that um, I want to see more. I want to see at least us rush a couple of 20, 20 times this game at least. You know, I know we have got our, our starting lineup, but I want to see a lot of rushes. Um, and then on top of that, mix it in. You know Zach, you know slinging that pigskin, so we can get some, um, you know, confuse the defense a little bit. You know, t- the Texans aren't a, you know, elite team. We should, we, we should, we can beat this team. Like they are a beatable team. Yeah. And I know they just beat Titans, but guess what? We beat the Titans too. You know, so like at the end of the day, we can beat the Texans. <laughs> Listen, for those of you who don't know, CT talks that song. <laughs> You will not find a more positive Jets fan than CT. I guarantee you that. Now, CT, I want to go to the defensive side of the ball with you too. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like with the positivity, like I'm gonna be positive um, until it's not reasonable, right? This year is we knew where I got to the playoffs, so I'm gonna be positive this whole year until we get to like the second, third year of the rebuild. You're gonna see a different CT on this pod because I believe that you know third year into this with Salah. I'm going to have expectations. This season, I don't really. I just want to see people make plays, know who's going to be the guys we're going to have moving forward, knowing what rookies are actually showing and improving. That's all I count. I look for every single week. That's why I'm not disappointed and flipping out like, oh, my God, another loss. Oh, my God, same old trip. Like People are just flipping out like they expect this young team to win the Super Bowl this year. And I'm like, you guys have got to be realistic, you know, and I think Jets fans, they, they are just clamoring for victories. They think that they're being embarrassed. If another team wins, we're not. We're not. Guess what? There's a lot of teams that have lost a lot of games this year, believe it or not, even some of the great ones. You know, Tampa Bay mm-hmm. has lost a couple of games. Chiefs have lost a couple of games. It's a tough league to win, period. So I'm not going to sit here and, and be negative like most people are. Last season I was negative because I was on the fire gaze 
pitchfork bandwagon. I was on that train with everybody else because <laughs> it was warranted, you know? Yeah. But this year yeah. it's not warranted no, to be yeah. super negative. Yeah. No, look, I hear you. So going over to the defensive side of the ball with you there, uh, you know, CT, when you look at this situation, I understand there's a lot of Jets fans that are confident. You're talking about being confident as well. How concerned are you that the Jets won't be able to get pressure on Tyrod Taylor and he'll utilize his mobility and re- really tear us up, man? How concerned are you about that? Um, I'm not really because if you look closely last game, we did get pressure on two. We just didn't get him down. Like, they, he had to yeah, rush that's a full pass. Got to get sacked. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you, but there's more to the, the, the pass rush game than getting sacks. It really is. Um, we Like, that mm-hmm. pass that Ashton David, um, you know, picked off, it was because of pressure. Yeah. You know, the guy in the place, yeah. he had to get it out and overthrew the guy. You know, so things like that happen when you get pressure. Uh, we do know that Tyrell Taylor can bounce it out and rush. we got to be honest, keep him honest, and make our, our cornerbacks um, hold the edge, you know, depending on, obviously, what they come out, what setup they come out in. Um, but I think we have a possibility to uh, get get a couple of sacks on him if uh, these guys come out and, and are are determined. I think they, they they showed more fight last game than I thought they did for the Colts game. Put it that way. I think that you know uh, we got more pressure, but we just didn't have to get to it down. I just was watching the line specifically because kind of mad at the line for the past couple of weeks. But they got to show and prove, and uh, they definitely got to do better. Yeah, yeah. So do you think that Sulla will be able to make the necessary adjustments? Because we've seen him struggle with that from time to time. If the defense is having issues, particularly in the secondary, because, again, Brandon Cooks is out there. They got Conley. They got some guys that can catch the football and make plays. Do you think that Sulla and Elbridge will be able to make solid defensive adjustments in this game? Um, You know, it's it's funny when you say that because I don't know. I don't don't know, to be honest, because – I see that they did bench Jared Davis, and they got mm-hmm. Quincy and you know Quincy. Uh, yeah, Quincy. Is his name Quincy? Yeah, Quincy Williams. Yeah, Quincy Williams. Quincy Williams. Yeah, Quincy Williams. He was all over the field. Yeah, he was all over the field, and uh, I, I support that change. You know, um, when it comes to our secondary, our secondary is just super, super, super young, second-year rookies, mm-hmm. and typically, like I think what um, is happening is that they're just not they're just getting played out, outplayed, you know, and, and we don't got that depth in the, in the secondary. So I think we're just getting outplayed by a lot of these wide receivers, to be honest. Um, and I think that, um, what's his name, C.J. Mosley is running all over the place because, you know, he's trying to, you know, you know, clean it up. And then sometimes our safeties are not picking it up. So it's like small little errors here and there. And that's expected from a young team. But we have, like, no veteran in our secondary to, to you know, kind of, like, hold the fort and stable, stabilize our secondary. If we get caught out there on a bad play, it's gone. Like, we, we're to the house. You know, so it's, mm. it's, it's going to be either hit or miss because we've had some times where the secondary showed out this week, this year. We've had some times where, like, holding Jamar Chase, to, you know, to a few um, few passes and one touchdown, I think. And then we um, had some times where we just, like, just couldn't get it together. So it's been up and down with the secondary. I have faith in them. But since Eccles went down, it's been less, to be honest, because Eccles was doing his thing, uh, even though he wasn't elite, but he was he was serviceable, better than Dunn, better than Guidry. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I without him there, then possibly I, the secondary is going to be tough, regardless of who they put out there, honestly. Yeah, yeah. 
No, listen, I hear you. And do you think that the New York Jets will clean up also the penalty issues that we've seen? Because we've seen them make a lot of bonehead penalties. Do you think that Sella will be able to hold guys accountable and sit them down for those stupid mistakes? Great question, man. Um, on, the, on the press conference after the game, um, in the pinouts one, he was like, you know, I'm never going to penalize somebody from, I'm not going to, you know, he's never going to cast against some kid, uh, kid for being aggressive, so he's fine with that. And um, mm-hmm. he was, a, but he's like John Franklin Myers, that, that's unacceptable. And he made it very exactly. clear to the media that that was unacceptable. So I, I think he's just the type of coach that's not going to do it too public. I think behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and that's what he was saying, like he's going to talk to these guys person to person. Because at the end of the day, um, if I'm in the building with the Jets, the media doesn't owe any, I don't owe anything to the media. But if I'm working inside mm-hmm. the building, I'm going to hold everybody accountable. I don't need to show the media or the fans that I'm a certain coach. I'm just going to do what I do best and be and channel things accordingly as a coach. And I think that's how he does it. He kind of keeps things close to the vest. It seems like preferred that way, honestly. He's like Joe Douglas. I, I think they kind of act the same way. They're, they're, they're meek guys, but very strategic in how they process things. So I, I, I respect what Salah does and how he approaches um, his coaching. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that sometimes you can twist it and make it seem like he's not – like Rex or something, like comparing him to like a, t- a coach that yells and screams at his guys. And like, I don't want him to be like the guy in the Lions right now who's calling out his quarterback in his first year of coaching and calling out players because I think that guy just over his head. I think that shows that he's, he's over emotional. He's over there crying on the podium, you know, and no one says anything about the Jets, you know, say, hey, have, a, have one good quarterback season with a backup quarterback, one, one good game with a backup quarterback. And oh my God, the whole media segment goes crazy and says, we don't know what we're doing because we put Joe Flacco out there. Like, that's what happens mm-hmm. to the Jets. But over there, the guy, Dan Patrick, is crying on, on the podium, calling out Jared Goff. No one's talking about that because it's the Lions, you know. But they're a mess right now, and it's his first season. But no one says nothing because they're a Lions. Um, but it's cool. It's cool. I think Sal's cool. I just don't know um, what goes on behind behind closed doors, but it seems as if he is holding people accountable and that he has some hmm. faith in, these, in this. Okay, okay. Listen, CD, I, I hear you there, and you, you're bringing the heat so far. So my last question before I let you go, my friend, is give me your final score prediction, man. Last week, you know, you kind of you kind of let your hands off the <laughs> wheel there. But I need, to, I need a final score prediction from you, man. How do you think this game ends up? Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it – what do you think exactly happens, man? Well, last week I was right. You know, I, I mean, I, I, uh, I said if Zach, I said if Zach plays, we'll win. If Zach doesn't, we'll lose. Then we, then we uh, lost because he didn't play. So this week uh, I'm going to say we win because I think it's going to be 24 to 24-17. Um, Jets, Zach takes the victory, and the Jets take the victory, um, and we move forward. You know, move on and uh, on to the I think Jaguars next. Okay, I like that. You see how, CT, this week you stepped up and you said, look, this is my take. It is what it is. You didn't. But you know what? We're not going to let you get out of here that fast because, again, you tried to backtrack and hide your take again from last week. Come on, man. Don't defend that. Don't de- We're not going to let you defend that. But you came this week. You came straight with your message, and you let us know what time it was. So we definitely appreciate that, CT. We appreciate yeah, it, man. man. Let's do it. Yes, we get, we got this, man. And it just takes time, 
you know, trust the process. We're going to be a really lethal team in a year or so. I'm telling you, if not next year, the year after that, definitely. Because, boy, we got the picks for it. We got the money in the free agency. And I think it's this offseason, Joe Douglas is going to spend some bread. So I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, CT, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good night, all right? You too. Take care. Happy, happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving, all you guys. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, man. You have a good one. Listen, CT calling in. CT calling in. No backtracking, though, bro. No backtracking. We cannot have that. Keep your hands on the wheels at all times, all right, at all times. So we're going to keep into these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Please make sure your background is clean and clear. Jacob earlier called in from a washing machine. I don't know I don't know what was going on with his phone earlier, Jacob. Called in from the inside of a washing machine on spin cycles. You know what I'm saying? But salute to him. He gave us his takes. Love going back and forth with him as well. You call in inside that washing machine, I got to let it be known. You know? So salutes to everybody again. 515 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, we're going to my guy, Steve. Steve, we're coming to you. Steve knows his Jets. Steve knows his Jets. Salutes to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Zach is back, baby. Zach is back. Give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson starting against the Texans. What are your expectations? Hey, Joe. Well, first off, it's always great to hear from you, man. What's going on? I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you, my friend? Well, good. Well, you got to remember, I went to the previous Jets game on Sunday, Okay, okay. Tell us about your experience. Before we get to the Zach stuff, tell us about your experience at the game, man. Yeah, you know, listen, it was great because it was my first game back since what's been going on around the world. Uh, you know, I went to MetLife, and, you know, I hung out with, with, with some of the fans. You know, my buddies and I, we went to the game. We figured, you know what, let's see what happens today. So before we actually mm-hmm. went into the game – my, one of my friends decides, we go to the Jets team store. He's like, Steve, I'm going to buy an Elijah Moore jersey, and I'm going to see if Elijah Moore is going to have a great day for me. And he ends up having mm-hmm. a great day, not only for him, but also for me, too, because I had him on my fantasy team this past Sunday. So, okay. and then, so, go, so going to the, so going in, so going back from the game, Joe, you know, listen. I think the Jets put up a really good fight against the Miami Dolphins at home. Listen, unfortunately, Mm. the Dolphins were just the better team than we were on Sunday. Mm. You know, they but they played very hard. It was a competitive game. I mean, if the Jets did not make a lot of those mistakes, we could have had a good chance of winning, but it would have came right down towards the end. I mean, you know, you mentioned the John Franklin Myers penalty. The opening drive yeah. of the game for Miami when they took it down our throats to the end zone for a touchdown. Um, you know, I mean, even that long 65-yard bomb we gave up to Matt Hollins, you know, that was a mistake yeah. we had. We didn't, put, we didn't put enough pressure on Tua, unfortunately. I mean, there were times where we did, where we forced Tua into mistakes. I mean, listen, it was a hard-fought battle. Wasn't the worst loss of the season. But even though we did lose, it's it's a good step of moving in the right direction for this team for the future. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I, I, you know, we sat and we, uh, we sat and we uh, watched the game together, me and the Savages, and it was frustrating. It really was uh, to watch 
There, there were times there where the referees fight. were off with their calls too, Joe. Again, yeah, as you said yeah, before. But that, there, but there was why that, why there, wasn't there Elijah Moore not penalized? Call over that Moore. pass interference call, call, I didn't understand absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Joe, I don't get these mm-hmm. referees at all this year. It's like they don't know what roughing the passer is. They don't know what a pass interference is this year. is. I, I, mm-hmm. I honestly don't understand. But – Listen, we got we got to turn the table. We got to move forward. So now we got to talk about this week against the Texans. You know, so the first thing yeah, you're one, asking one second, about. Hold on a second, Steve. Hold on a second, Steve. Hold on a second, Steve. Let me let me get my thoughts out about that Dolphins game. Like you were saying as well, you know, the the, the refs did miss some plays there. That play against Elijah Moore that should have been pass interference. But you know, we also did make a lot of bonehead plays to keep their drives going, to extend their drives, right? We saw John Franklin yeah. Myers get that pass, uh, that, you know, uh, that uh, roughing the passer. We saw, like, Pinnock, you know, with the holding call. We saw other calls as well throughout the game that really helped them extend their drives, and we got to cut that stuff out. That's what was extremely frustrating, was watching us really, you know, cause the injuries to ourselves. We were causing a lot of issues to ourselves, we, and we also weren't finishing drives. The missed kicks as well by Amendola was frustrating, but, you know, like you said, you know, you're going into this week, we got to make sure we put that behind us because we got the Texans now up. So give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson returning against these Texans, man. How do you feel about it, and what are your expectations of it? Yeah, so, so let's talk about this game. So, obviously, the thing that's exciting about going into this game against Houston is for the first time since week seven, Zach Wilson will be returning back to the field for the very, very first time. You know, and it's definitely really good that he's back on the field, so now he'll get a chance, you know, to to play in this game. So here is the thing about going into this game against Houston. You know, it's Zach Wilson's first game back. You know, hopefully he learned from his his time, you know, when he was on the bench, when, you know, when he watched Flacco and Johnson and Mike White play. You know, obviously now with Mike LaFleur in the, in, in the mm-hmm. press box now, Hopefully, you know, and, and definitely what John Beck, you know, taught him and, and showed him, like, what he needs to do, you know. Don't go for the home run all the time. Just you got to go those short plays, you know, because the thing is, if you go those short plays and if you get a first few, first few downs, you give your defense a time to rest, you know. Give the defense a chance to rest and, you know, let them get some rest so they can get ready for their next series as well. Like, listen – that was something that Mike White did. That was something Josh Johnson did, and even Joe mm-hmm. Flacco did. And that's what Zach needs to do. You know, you got to keep Houston's defense on the field in the game. That's the key thing. So now yeah. I want to talk about the Houston Texans with you, Joe, because let me tell you mm-hmm. something. See, this is a little bit of a story about their franchise. You see, a couple of years ago, the Houston Texans was a team that everybody all thought was a team that was moving in the right direction. But then everything mm-hmm. came crashing down at the beginning of the 2019 season because that was when when they traded for Laramie Tunsil and got two drafts and, and gave up two first-round picks to Miami, and that ended up being a disaster. Then, in the, then, then you know, everything – Houston went on to win the division that year – they lost, they lost that, that horrendous playoff game to Kansas City when they were up 24 nothing, and the offseason began the disaster. It all started off when their former head coach, who was also the GM, Bill O'Brien at the time, when 
he traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, which was one of the worst trades in NFL history. They didn't even get yeah. a first-round pick back, if you remember from that. And then, nope. and then everything with that franchise completely went downhill. You know, mm-hmm. all of the star players are gone. Everything was ruined by the former coach of Bill O'Brien. And even Deshaun Watson, who was supposed to be the, the savior and the savior of that franchise, everything is gone. But now, yeah. look at where Houston is now. Houston is, 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 in the, is in a situation this year where they're in the kind of situation as us. I mean, we're in a better situation than I think than they are because they still have a lot of holes to fill. But anyway, now we talk about this current team now. Last week, they shocked the, the nation by upsetting the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. And let me tell you something. This year, their quarterback has been Tyrod Taylor. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say Tyrod Taylor is a terrible quarterback. He's actually a pretty decent average quarterback. He's had experience before. We've even seen him again when, we, when, we, when he used to be in Buffalo. So that's the one thing that they have. And you mentioned they got some couple of players you know on their team in Brandon Cooks and um, yep. another good wide um, receiver they have. But you know something, listen, you, the Jets just cannot go into this game and the fans just cannot be thinking about, oh, this is going to be an easy one, two, three game because the Texans are terrible. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. The NFL, ladies and gentlemen, is different every single week. You just don't know what is going to happen with every week. Like, no one didn't expect us to beat Tennessee back in week four. No one didn't expect us to beat Cincinnati back in week number eight. The NFL is totally different. So, all right, let me take a breather for a second, Joe, so I can let you talk. Go ahead. I mean, go ahead, Steve. You know, you were bringing the heat. Give him a, give him a hand, Steve. I mean, you were giving us a breakdown right there. I was listening to you, Steve. You know, you were actually you were bringing the heat, but I'm right there with you. When you look at this team that's coming to face us now, they're coming off of beating the Titans. I think they had four interceptions in that game. You know, the defense was able to step up, handle business. And, again, Tyrod Taylor, and I know that a lot of Jets fans are looking at this situation and they're just saying to themselves, you know, hey, this is not a very good team. I think their offense is ranked 32nd. Their defense is ranked 30th. We should just be able to roll over them. And I always tell, you know, Jets fans, hey, we're still in a process where we're trying to rebuild. We're not the greatest team in the league as well. Every single Sunday you need to make sure that you're prepared to go out against a team. And the Texans are here. We must take them seriously. You know, don't just think you're going to go on there and just step on them because they're going to fight back. So I'm looking at the situation myself, and I'm saying, okay, this is the week that Zach Wilson comes back. I need to see him get worked into rhythm. Can he play within the offense? That's the biggest question for me. Can he sit down? You know, he's had time to sit down and see what the other quarterbacks have been able to do with this offense, making the small stuff, hitting the check downs, putting the ball in the hands of certain guys, and allowing them to go out and make plays. Like they told him earlier in the season, go out there and just make the boring plays because then that will open up the stuff further down the field. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm saying, okay, can Zach do that? Can Zach get himself back into rhythm? Can Zach, you know, get his chemistry with these wide receivers back intact as well within this game? Can he get going? So I'm looking to see what he's going to bring to the table. Also, 
And, again, we talked a little bit about it. I've spoken about it with everyone tonight. Listen, Carter is going to be out in this football game. Who's going to step up in his absence? Carter has been the big playmaker for us offensively. All right? He's, he's, you you yeah. get the ball to him on third and four, he's able to move the chains. He'll slip and break a couple tackles and find a way. Well, guess what? He's going to be out. Ty Johnson, Tevin Coleman, can you step up and fill that role? Who's going to be our leading rusher? Can Ty Johnson get back into the fold? Because, again, we've seen him make some critical mistakes this year as well, whether it be fumbles or whether it be not being able to catch the ball, balls going off of his hand, turning into interceptions. He's got to clean those things up as well because he's going to be called upon this week to probably carry the load quite a bit. So those are my questions there. And I also want to see if Elijah Moore is going to continue to shine the way that he's shined so far. This guy had a breakout game. You talked a little bit about it in the Dolphins game. I think he had 141 yards and a touchdown. This kid's looking good coming out of that slot. He's being worked around all over the place. And that leads me to my next question for you, Steve. You were there to watch him live in the Dolphins game, right? He was amazing. Do you think he'll be able to have a repeat performance? Do you think he'll be able to break 100 yards against the Texans? I think he has potential to do that. The only thing is now what, what, what Wilson now has to realize is, is that he's got – because here's the thing, that's supposed to be a future connection with, the, with, with this team, you know, Zach Wilson to mm-hmm. Elijah Moore. You know, listen, the thing is, like, listen, I, I do respect Corey Davis and I do like him, but Corey Davis the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks have ha- has had mistakes. And, you know – he yeah. should know better than not to have these mistakes because, you know, he is a veteran. But the, that's the biggest thing. Is Zach Wilson going to continue throwing the ball to Corey Davis? I mean, listen, Wilson does not need to throw the ball to Corey Davis all the time. He's got mm-hmm. to be able to use different playmakers with the, with the ball. Now, the other thing is about, about, you know, about going up against this Houston team. You know, listen, you know, you know, this team, that this team, you know, with 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 our running team, you know, it sucks not having Michael Carter because listen, let me tell you something, Joe. After the game on Sunday, when I was talking to a lot of Jet fans on the train leaving MetLife, a lot of Jet fans even said, even though we lost, there was a lot of positivity out of that game. But the other thing is going to our running game. You know, it's going to be Ty Johnson, Tevin Coleman. And finally, maybe LaMichael Pirine could finally get some action into this game on Sunday. You know, we just got to see, Joe. The other thing is also, too, going back and breaking down the whole thing with the Texans. You know, listen, the Texans, you know, were also a team that, like I told you before, they were trying to, um, they were trying to um, get the, um, get, you know, everything set for their franchise. Um, and you know the thing is, everything just went completely down, okay. down for yeah. them. Ever, no, ever yeah. since you know yeah. what's been going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you know, and, and but again, they're still out there fielding teams. You know that stuff, you know, is going on. Deshaun Watson, they're dealing with him in that situation. But what they're putting out there on the field is what we're going to have to face. And that leads me to my next talk is I want to go to the defensive side of the ball with you because everyone talks about our offense. Zach coming back, that's amazing. But our defense has struggled as well as of late, especially with defensive adjustments, guys kind of blowing assignments. We saw it in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the Dolphins game against the Texans where, you know, Isaiah Dunn kind of kept his eyes. We saw uh, Ashton Davis take bad angles. We saw all of those things going on in this game. And now we're coming up against the Texans. And Tyler, you know, Tyrod Taylor is coming in. This is a guy that 
Is it not the worst quarterback in the league? He's a guy that can move. He's a guy that can utilize his mobility to really affect what's going on out there on the field. I think he had like two rushing touchdowns last week. How concerned are you that the New York Jets will get ripped up by Tyrod Taylor utilizing his mobility and us not being able to get a consistent pass rush on him and get some sacks? Yeah, no, no. The, this is the thing. The defense, in order to, to, to win this game, too, on the defensive side of the ball, you've got to make Tyrod Taylor forced into mistakes. You know, Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor has to make mistakes in order for this defense to do well in this game. I mean, listen, there were times where Tua did it on, on Sunday, but now right. they got to do Tyrod Taylor. you got to put pressure mm-hmm. on him. you gotta, you, you got you to gotta play a tight defensive game. Because if you mm-hmm. don't, and if Tyrod Taylor can run the ball, because listen, Taylor can also run with the ball too. We saw it, we he done it with the Texans, and we even remember saw that when he used to when we when we played the Bills twice a year when he played for Buffalo. Right. The only thing is, Joe, there are some Jet fans that you know going into this game that thinking you know yes we can win this game, but then there of course those are there are these other Jet fans that just want to lose all because, you know, we're playing for a draft pick. <laughs> Listen, right now, here is the thing right now. This is only mm-hmm. this is the 12th week of the season. I understand mm-hmm. our season is over and we're 2-8, and eight, but right now I'm not focusing on the draft right now. I'm focusing first on getting through these seasons because th- yeah. we still have, I think, seven games left to go. We got to see where mm-hmm. this team is, is. And you know something? Listen, we'll see what happens at the end of the year after weeks 18, where we are with, with the draft position. Right now, it's not focusing on draft position. It's focusing on what this team is going to look like for the future. Absolutely, Steve. Listen, you've brought the heat so far, Steve. My final question before I let you go, man, is give me your final score prediction. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up? Okay. So here is my thing about this game. You know, it's the return of Zach Wilson. I, I think it's going to be a very close game because the Texans and the Jets are kind of even with each other. However, though, I do think Robert Sala and Zach Wilson will get their first win on the road this Sunday. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm going to give the Jets – I'm going to give them a 20-20 win over the Texans. Oh, 20, oh, and by the way, 20, Joe, listen to this. Joe, 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 ahead, Joe, Joe, one last thing I'll say. To all of you fans listening out there, remember, one rule that Long Beach Joe has for this show, if you call on his show cursing, he's going to get you out of here fast. And he's talking fast. Yes, Faster than Greg mm-hmm. Van Roten went to the bench. Ooh, that was fast. <laughs> Ooh, Greg Van Roten was trash. Salutes to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You had a phenomenal call. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Good night, Joe. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you. Same to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, Steve. Steve called in with the fire. Steve called in with the fire. I respect it. He had a solid breakdown. I couldn't, I couldn't stop him. He had a solid breakdown. I had to listen to it. You know, salutes to Steve. Man, this has been a hot show, a hot show. Let me go ahead and give you guys my take. I'm saying give you my score prediction for this upcoming game. Again, salutes to all the savages in the chat. Um, I know a lot of people have been talking about the offensive line. That's something that we mentioned as well throughout these conversations. Uh, Makai Beckton is supposed to come back, I believe, 
the 13th week is when he's going to be able to be eligible to come back from the IR. So we'll see what he gives us. But he's out as of now, so we still got Fant and Morgan Moses out there. I know a lot of people are looking for that to align so that ATV and Beckton can really get rolling on that left side. But I'll tell you what, ATV has been playing, playing extremely well right now. All right? I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to say he's playing extremely well. I mean, you know what team he plays for in college. You know what team he played for in college. You know what I'm saying? Fight on. I'm not being a homer. I'm just saying, you know, you get you a guy from USC, it's going to make everything a lot better. That's all I'm going to say. But when I look at this upcoming game with the Texans, I'm saying to myself, again, this is a game where we're going on the road here. We must be prepared. We must be. So I'm looking at Sullen. I'm saying to myself, can you have this young team prepared to get rolling early? Can you have this young team prepared to go on the road? Are they going to come out and sleepwalk like we've seen in the past? We saw it against the Falcons. We saw it against Denver. You know, we've seen, we saw it against Indy where they came out and just got ran all over. Can you put together something? Can you get these guys fired up so that they're prepared to go on the road and get things rolling? Can you do that? That's all I'm asking. You know, also, if things are going awry defensively, can you make in-game adjustments? Can you do that, fellas? Can you and Albers get together, see something going on? Because, again, Tyrod Taylor is a mobile guy. He's out there. You're also going to see Brandon Cook, too. They got Collins. They got all those guys. You know, they got Conley. These are solid playmakers in this league. All right? If things are going awry out there, they're going to the other side, and maybe Gentry's getting lit up or, you know, some other guy in the secondary is struggling. Can you make an adjustment to your scheme so that you can account for that so those guys don't keep going off? Like we saw against the Bills where Stephon Diggs was manned up and there was never an adjustment made to the scheme. You cannot have that happen this week against the Texans. Also, I need to see Sulla be a better game manager. Last week he blew through a lot of timeouts, and we saw that that literally shut the door on any possibility for us to come back against the Dolphins because we could not stop the clock. You cannot have that. We need you to be a better game manager, and we need better in-game adjustments, and we need this team fully prepared. Again, Zach Wilson coming back. Dude, I cannot wait for this kid to go out there and chuck the football. I can't wait. I cannot wait. But I need him to play controlled. All right? That's what I need. Again, you go back all throughout the season before he hurt his knee. Let me tell you something. He was There was a lot of throws he was trying to make <laughs> that just weren't there. Rain that in. We've had time to sit down while he's been dealing with the injury, you know, and he's seen Mike White go out there, dink and dunk, just get the ball in, his check down, in the hands of his check down, let him make plays, finding intermediate stuff, okay, and then taking, taking the stuff, trying to take the top off the defense when it was available, but not forcing footballs where they don't belong. That's the last thing you want to be doing in this league. And I don't give a damn if it is the Texans. If you chuck something up there and they get, you know, cornerbacks under it or you chuck something up there within a defensive scheme and it's not supposed to be there, then guess what? It's going to get picked off. Stay away from those interceptions. Stay away from those costly interceptions. Don't turn the ball over. Get in rhythm early for me, Zach. Get rolling early and then take it when it's there. I want to see him play smart. I want to see him be concise. 
I want to see him get the ball out of his hands quickly. That's what I want to see. I also want to see Mike LaFleur put him in a situation to be able to do those things as well. And he needs to make adjustments too offensively if he sees that the Texans defense has kind of figured things out. We saw that against the Bills where they shut things down underneath and he didn't really go anywhere else except, you know, let's just keep dinking and dunking. No, start calling stuff down the field. Start taking shots to keep defenses honest. That's what my my thing is for Michael Floyd this week. I also want to see how the Jets offensively adjust without Michael Carter as well. Because he's gone, who's going to be the guy that's going to step up? Elijah Moore, I know that I think he's going to have a solid football game. He's a guy that's really started to propel with his momentum. I need to see Corey Davis step up, though. I give him a call every single week, and I ask him, Corey, can I trust you? He says, yes. Well, this week, I need you to be sure-handed, all right? Catch these footballs, stop with some of these drops, and continue to make plays. Again, he's been a very solid receiver for us this year, but he's got to clean some things up, man. He really, really does. I also would like to see if the New York Jets continue their usage of the tight ends because we saw Joe Flacco find Griffin early and often in the game as well. So defensively, I just think we need to get after Tyrod Taylor. We must bring him down. I understand that pressure is a big thing. You want to get pressure. But if we can get some sacks, that will really turn into some stuff, some strip sacks, all that stuff. Turn that into turnovers and just bring him down. Because if you just get pressure on him, I'm telling you, this guy can move, and he'll find a way, and he'll get rushing, and then he'll start moving the chains with his feet. That's the last thing that I want to see. I also want to see the New York Jets cut out the bonehead penalties. I understand that we're a young football team. I get it, right? And we're going to make mistakes. But these veteran players like John Franklin Myers and even some of the other, you know, calls that we've seen throughout the year, defensive holding on veteran defensive linemen, we've seen pass interferences from some of our linebackers. We must clean that stuff up. We cannot allow the Texans to have their drives extended. We cannot allow the Texans, you know, to be helped out defensively as well by our boneheaded penalties, whether it be offensively or defensively. We cannot do that. We can't do it. we got to clean that up. Do not cause ourselves issues. Don't do that. So with all that said, I am taking the New York Jets to beat the Houston Texans 21-14. I'm taking the Jets, man. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets. I think it's a close game until late in the game. We get a score and we walk away. But I do think it's going to be a fight. I don't think we're going to blow the Texans out. I know that there's a lot of Jets fans that may believe that, but I don't. I think it's going to be a fight, but I think we pull away late. I think Zach is going to you know, be able to play well in this football game. So, whew, what a show. What a show. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and close out. I want to thank everyone for calling in tonight. It was phenomenal. A lot of great takes. A lot of great takes. So I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000, okay? That's where you can find your boy. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times, I will have that jersey on. Right now, he's the best offensive lineman that we have playing. So Elijah Vera Tucker, you see him. He's blocking two guys. He's doing his thing out there. Just run left. That's the offensive game. Well, just run left. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be down there with my Vera Tucker jersey on. 
and I'll troll you right back if you'd like as well. I'm also on YouTube as well. For those of you that listen on Blog Talk, we live stream the radio show on YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets. You can go there, subscribe, turn on your notification bell so when I post content, y'all will be in the know. Also give the stream or even my videos and streams a thumbs up, all right? Go ahead and give the stream and, and, and videos a thumbs up, all right? We also game as well on the channel, which will, you know, continue when my schedule kind of clears up. We, we game. We play a lot of games. We play Street Fighter, NBA 2K, Madden, all that stuff. So when my, my schedule clears up, we'll get back to that. You know what I'm saying? But we have a lot of fun. So please subscribe, turn on your notification bells. So go there and do that. And as always, people, when you see me in person, okay, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. The hugs will always remain free no matter what anyone tells you. I will never charge you a dime. Free hugs for everyone. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Listen, everybody, have a happy Thanksgiving Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your times with your family, all right, and be safe out there. Have a lot of turkey, you know what I'm saying, and watch these get, Jets get a W. So I want to thank everyone for listening. You folks have a good one. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.